Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. It is the morning sickness. It's 545. Hi there. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Toledo. And off we go for a glorious, chilly morning. And that's a good thing. It's coat weather. It's like put your uh, put your hat on weather. Everybody's like got it. hoodies on. Everybody's in, in their hoodies. You just pop them up a little bit. Everybody's walking around like Kevin Durant. And first thing, pretty great. Uh, it's crisp. Let's just say that. It's a little bit cool, but that's all right. Still paradise. By the middle of the trip, and I were talking yesterday, and he said that. He goes, it's nice here, but it's cold. Well, he's a Southern California guy through and through. As I was looking at the weather, and it's four degrees different in Baltimore than it was here this morning. As people think it's 70, it's 70 for like 10 minutes. <laughs> it takes like eight hours to get to 70. And I'm like, uh-oh. He's getting to that age where he's always cold. We're going to see trip with a blanket on his lap all, every morning. <laughs> Will somebody get me a cocoa? I'm freezing. It's summer. What? But I understand he's a little crisp. I always keep my eyes open for that kind of stuff, and it might be the first telltale sign that we have to keep trip wrapped in a blanket. But it is a little chilly this morning. He wasn't wrong, but that's also when you know you've hit a certain age that you start checking the temperatures of other cities. I got to watch in. the weather tonight <laughs> on the exactly news. Right. Oh, man. Did you see International Falls, Minnesota was negative 27? That's why, why do you care? I just, it's unbelievable. And Truckee, California was not negative 24. I mean, it's how do people live in it? They don't. They're two cities no one lives in. That's why you're. I'm from, uh, my, my dad's from a small town in northwestern Pennsylvania, and it was close to another city called Bradford. And Bradford, Pennsylvania was always, when they used to do it on the news, they always say like hottest and coldest temperatures of the day. Bradford was always in there with International Falls, Minnesota, and Truckee, California as being. The, the, the most off, awful places on the planet is like negative 31 degrees for no reason at all. It's just a horrible, cold. And Death Valley in the summer. Yeah, and Death Valley's always got the 131. Havasu, Death Valley, sometimes down around here. It would be just nuts. And we and I always just, as a kid, like root for Phoenix to win that. Oh, we're 118, 122 is the hottest. Ah, crap. We can handle it. But yeah, that's how you know you're getting up there. And then you start paying attention to the. Oh, by the way, since I'm talking about old people, I'd like Uh-oh. to be the first to go, all right, bull to the story of the day yesterday on the news. Trying to make some glorious, I wrote it, I put this thing in here, this is garbage. Uh, I don't feel any, uh, you know, of those uh, moments of joy or anything when you see. Yeah, one of those old people doing something. You know, they, they show like you. Like an incredible yeah, feat. Yeah, it was incredible. He didn't do it. There's no way. 92-year-old man becomes the oldest to uh, hike the canyon rim to rim. <laughs> Bull. <laughs> That's just irresponsible. That's called elder abuse. Because if he died, whoever took him would be under arrest. It's not worth the risk. And there is no possible way this old man did this on his own. So they've got him in an interview after like. I'm amazed that you didn't do it. There's no way. He's 92. 
he went from uh, rim to rim, 24 miles. I saw your mom. She came to the house. She's not even, she's what, 80? 84. 84. She had to sit down after she walked across the game room. She's like, I'm out. There's no possible She way. found that recliner. Game yeah. over. Oh, it was over. She saw the recliner. It was like, that's mine. Didn't even ask, is this is someone sitting here? It was like, this is mine. And you guys weren't like first ones in either where she could have claimed it right away. She just showed up and went, this is an empty recliner. I'm taking it. And nobody can say anything. Uh, there's no possible way anybody. Th- look, the news can make it seem like uh, this is a beautiful story of like, you know, like, like up. Like, you know, in his balloons and he floated to the falls. No, this is an attempted murder by his grandson or whatever. I want to see two things when I see somebody drag a 90-year-old across the Grand Canyon. I want to see his financial statements and I want to see the will. And the insurance policy. Exactly, because I, I don't know if those even pay at 92 anymore. Like you get like a buck 50 because there's no <laughs> way the insurance is going to give you a ton of money for that. But any grandson... In, in this modern age, because I know a lot of people under the age of like 35 that have this strange fascination with how they plan to retire based on what their grandparents have. Oh, my grandpa dies, I'm going to get a million dollars. I'm like, it's got to be the first generation that talks about that as openly as it does. And it's not like the ones we hate, not like the 20-year-olds. It's the mid-30s people, uh, close to 40, that start talking about their inheritance or their rich family member that's going to keep them in high cotton. That's what I think happened here. One of those uh, deadbeat hippie grandkids. Like, I'll take Grandpa around. I'll take him out. He's 92. Oh, but he's still, like, really spry. I'll take care of him. They drug him into the canyon, and and uh, to their surprise, the mother lived. And that's the worst thing. And now he's a news story. You need to look deeper into this. This is attempted murder. And then he's like, I read about the record holder. Talked to my grandson and said, I think I can do this. And I'm like, yeah, Grandpa, I think you can. Did he shatter it? I mean, who was the record holder? Probably, look, it's got to be a 70-year-old, maybe. No, the record holder was in his 90s also. This guy's wow. actually a few months younger. He just did it faster. <laughs> so he's the oldest guy to do it. In the t- He was running from his grandson the whole time. with a, Probably had a hatchet. Looked like Sideshow Bob trying to kill Bart. It's bad. You don't take 92-year-olds to bowling alleys, let alone the... You want to go rim-to-rim on the canyon, old man? No. A responsible human being would realize, if I take the 92-year-old down the canyon, there's a good chance I'm carrying him out. I'm not doing that. He's doing some lines. A couple of bumps. <laughs> He's a mess. Grandpa yeah, messy. Yeah, they got him jacked up. <laughs> Probably to try to get his heart to explode to get that... I didn't believe a word of this. And the news was like, isn't it wonderful? Age is just a number. No, it's not. Age is a pretty good precursor on when you're going to die. It's a pretty good uh, thing. I It's like it's evidence. Like 92, not much longer left. I have a friend, a woman who's 92 years old, 93 years old. And she's spry, gets around great. Last thing I'm doing is hiking anything with her that isn't uh, flat. Just because I don't want her to get hurt or fall down and like... Crap yeah, herself. I, gotta, I, I took my mom golfing. You know, we did two days in a row, and she. Probably let me make placed, a prediction. Did she do eighteen? No, no way. She can't she even get did, through a uh, golf course. Sixteen, both. That's times. pretty good. Yeah. Why didn't she just finish the last two at that point? You gassed her out. Well, uh, no, she did it right. In the, you know, played nine, and then yeah. about on twelve, she's like, "I'm good." Mm. So she was hitting and missing. She yeah, took a few holes finish off. Up on I see. Okay, yeah. so she stuck around for sixteen. Didn't play sixteen. Yeah. Well, she played. She'd take uh, about three holes off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd take a few off. Yeah. And lay back and then pick her clubs up again when she was 
when her heart felt like she, yeah. and she wasn't dizzy anymore. You don't take a 92-year-old in the canyon. That's murder. Attempted murder. I want to know who took him. I want to know the story. I want to see this guy's financial reports. 92-year-old man hikes. When I'm in my 90s, the last thing I want to do is get off my ass and go walk the Grand Canyon, for Christ's sake. I don't want to do it I'm now. i a helicopter if I want to see the and, damn Grand Canyon. And, and somebody decent, a decent grandpa yes. or a decent grandson would be like, like you, I don't know if your grandparents are probably gone. Yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah. Mine too. So if my grandpa was still alive, we took my grandma when she was 83 to the Botanical Gardens and were shocked that she blew through that thing. It was amazing. Like We thought we were going to be carrying her out. Like This is a bit of a walk, and there's some uphill stuff. She did great, but we were fingers crossed like maybe this is irresponsible. A decent grandson foots the bill for a nice helicopter ride over the canyon. Yeah. Or maybe uh, you strap him to a donkey, and you let him ride down and ride back in a day. Three days in the canyon with a 92. No, that's murder. That's attempted Put him in murder. one of those baskets below the helicopter. Spin you know, him. Yeah, give him a ride. Yeah. <laughs> that's usually how they get out of it. That's usually how they're coming out of the canyon is in a that's basket you're attached for. to a helicopter. Yep. Yeah, my, that's uh, funny because my mom garbage. this year said, uh, you know what? Next year, starting in January, I'm getting in shape. She hired yeah. a She was talking to me about it, like yeah. getting in shape and stuff. Like she wanted like, to work you, out right then and there. What do you want to do? Maybe rim to rim, I guess. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> don't say that about whoa, your mother. Ah. Great Canyon. <laughs> Brady's mom wants to go rim to rim if anybody's interested. <laughs> I wouldn't allow it. If you said, Bunny's going to go rim to rim in the canyon, I would not allow it. We get on the phone with her right now. I'm like, Brady is trying to get your money. Uh, Torp's gone. It's just, we're halfway home. It's dangling carrots in Quit front of him. it down the he road. Is, he, yeah, Brady is trying to expedite the will. You do not do this. You're a healthy woman. You're feeling good. I want my $30. We don't push that. <laughs> and then they interviewed him, and he had no idea he had, he had survived a murder attempt. The that best thing amazing. about it was all the people on the trail being so kind. Yeah, because they thought, oh, my God, I'm witnessing a horrible crime here. A 92-year-old man's being drugged into the canyon. We talked about it just regular, you know, like younger people doing these things for charity. Like, I'm going to put myself right. at death's doorstep right. for charity. Imagine if you're the uh, the grandson and your grandfather wants to do that and you're on that trip. Is that And, he, and then he dies? You talk him out of it. I mean, if he dies, yeah, if yeah, he dies. Do you feel good about that because he was... No, because then they I'm use that... I'm in the money. They, that, I'm in the money. They, they say that bull... He died doing what he loved. If he loved it, he'd have hiked that canyon 35 years ago. He didn't love it that much. You drug his ass down there. You tried to kill your grandpa or dad. I don't. His kids are in their 70s. They don't want to hike down in the canyon. That's that's an attempted murder. I don't. I'm uh, the heartless like me, the sociopathic, dark-hearted humans. We're the ones who see society the way it really is. We don't do this empathetic rose bundles every time someone accomplishes something we see we see through the lines i see read between the lines i don't like it when blind people hike big mountains i don't i don't like any of that because the potential for failure is much sadder than the uh you know the victory part the, the getting it done i'm not impressed when you hike everybody hikes a mountain. you can hike a mountain camelback big deal everest the sherpas do it i'm sure there's a one-eyed sherpa that pops up and down that mountain constantly with zero medical coverage Taking some old man up there doesn't impress me at all. It's murder. It's attempted. Murder. Well, it's impressive by the Sherpas to take a, a blind paraplegic or a blind person because they're, they're yeah, doing all the work. They do everything, and they do everything for the able-bodied too. It's just you got to learn to breathe right, grab hold of the line. Your job on Everest is to not die and not create a human avalanche by rolling down that line of thousands of people doing exactly what you think is unique. 
You ever seen a picture of people climbing Everest? There's hundreds of them. It's oh, like, it's we like saw a, them uh, this past year when it was yeah okay to go. It looks like Best Buy on Black Friday. It's it's just people lined up trying to get to the top. It's insane. Lines are longer than at Disney. I always get mad at the news. I'm mad at Channel 3. I'm mad at Channel 10. Uh, Troy Hayden, if you're listening, why don't you, as an investigative journalist or a journalist in general, just say what we're all... Like, if you're a good journalist, you'll sit and go, well, that story made me mad. That's an attempted murder. We'll be right back with more Fox 10 News. (laughs) Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Say what's real. 92-year-olds hiking 24 miles is irresponsible behavior by the part of the grandkids who are aching to get their hands on that money. Nothing about that was uh, uplifting to me. I see that as a horrible thing. And then, of course, the last line in the story online is, uh, it shows people it's never too late to try something. Yes, it is. They push those old people out of uh, airplanes on their 100th birthday Every year, you see another story of some bag of bones that looks like a pot sticker with eyes getting shoved out of an airplane. There he is. The picture of him. You see him. And people will say, he looks good for 92. He's standing up. That's all you need to do to look good at 92. That's an accomplishment yeah, that's in it. itself. You're breathing earth's air. Your eyes are open and you're yes. on your feet. That's great work his for 92. looks good. His black eyes look good. <laughs> right. His, his eye, well, that's where his, son was, his grandson was beating him to kick <laughs> on, old man. Move, old man. The old ticker seems to be going pretty good, Braden. God damn it. He's making it. Interview the grandson. I guarantee you there's a look of, like, sadness on it. i got to do something bigger than hike the canyon with this old man. He's, what is he, Green Mile? <laughs> Yeah, I'm watching that last night and shaking my head going, you sons of bitches. And the news, oh, you guys, trying these flowery stories about old people doing stuff. You're just going to encourage more killings. Maybe he had an option. He's like, we could set a record, Gramps. 92 years old, you could be the oldest man to right. attend a WNBA game or the <laughs> Canyon Rim to Rim. I'll do the Rim to Rim. Well, now that, now that is That's a good point. That is a good point that if the options were, because like, he's old and easy to fool, like these are the only two things you can do or the devil's coming to get you. Well, let's, let's hit that Canyon. I don't want to watch those <laughs> play basketball. We don't call them that anymore, Grant. They're homosexual. Oh, they are. Yeah, whatever. I. They're, they're an abomination to God. Of course they are. Let's go take a look at God's greatest creation. Uh, not the WNBA, the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's... Uh, they need to make the baskets as big as the canyon to make the WNBA worthwhile. <laughs> All right, good one, Bear. That was a good one. He's still got his wits. All I care about if you're 92 years old is that you're not drooling or crapping on my furniture. That's it. I, I didn't even think that of your mom. But it crosses your mind every once in a while. She's on the recliner. Yeah, let's just hope she can control it. I'm pretty sure she's all right. She's pretty strong right now. Yeah, but you worry but about it's, that. Oh, it's... It can happen in the, like a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just start seeing that it's stuff. One, like, it's one tumble. That's all it takes. One one half fall. And that's the other thing. Old people fall down in their kitchens and blow their hips up, and they're out forever. And they were fine yesterday. It's just that one, oh, I took a little slip and my hip popped, and then they're dead in like a week because of the infections and all the other stuff. What's you don't want to drag is, them down the canyon. I can't tell you how many I heard that the uh, the child of that person, like this person's grandmother, blew her knee out, uh-huh. and the daughter does it fifty years same thing and doesn't yeah. do the rehab. They they ended their life basically in a wheeling they, around a wheelchair because they don't want to do, do the rehab. I've done 
plenty of uh, physical therapy over the last few years. And I'm in there, and every time you're in there doing your work, there's a thousand-year-old human being who just had a hip or knee replaced. They don't, they didn't, that was forced upon them. If they had their druthers, they'd have just let that thing injure them and kill them. That's what they, my, my sister, and I mean, we're all trying to encourage my dad in the last right, two he years. He didn't want to go hey, in there. you got to be like, what, what am I doing it Why? for? What do I have to go strap bands to my hips for and start doing leg kicks? Why? And there were old people. There was an old man in there one time, and I remember I was, I was struggling. I had the shoulder thing, and I see this. Again, I fell for it, but that was just the, the few moments I had heart have always backfired on me. So I, uh, I'm in there and I'm working the I'm working the shoulder thing and it's like two pounds and I'm pulling this thing off the wall and it's killing me. And then in walks Methuselah, this dusty old <laughs> crust ball of you know he's got a walker and a, the walker had wheels attached to his ass and he's kind of in this cage of transportation that makes it so he doesn't just roll downstairs. And he comes in and his knees all bandaged up and he's the first thing that old man did was find a chair in the PT and sit in it. And then uh, the lady had to go over and go, all right, Carl. Got to get him moving. Let's move. Ah! All you heard was that dude. He wasn't there under his own power. Somebody dropped him off and took the car away. He's not allowed to drive. And Thank God, you're not going to get better if you don't work. Ah! I think it's the only noise that guy made the entire time. He didn't work. And I'm sitting there kind of laughing like, yeah, this old man's on to something. Why don't you go f- yourself, Nurse Ratchet? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you don't take an old man down the canyon. That's murder. And Give I'm, me credit for stopping by. And also what it does is diminish, like, the stories of, you know, some dude you know is like, hey, it's the canyon room to room. So, 92-year-old dude did it the other day. Big deal. Like walking a Safeway, I guess. Well, it's pretty, pretty tough. No, it's not. There's a 92-year-old man. If a 92-year-old man can do it, it's not that big a deal. But this dude was running for his life from from the grandkids. And if you're when it, and again, if you're one of those grandkids, if you're one of those people that says when my parents die, I get stop it. That's uncomfortable for people to hear. I had a a, a guy who's talking about his uncle. This was actually kind of a nice thing. He used to all, my uncle dies, he's got millions. He lives got a house on Camelback. He's a millionaire. Oh no kidding? Yeah. And so I'm in his will, so he didn't really try that hard. This was when he was in college. It's like, man, I don't really care. Got some cruddy job. Just kept waiting. The uncle finally passed away. Not in the will. <laughs> and he just assumed it because he's, he's got a family member that's loaded. He's like, well, I'm in there and I'm going to be taking care. Didn't, Doesn't it trickle down to everyone? Uh-uh. It, yeah, and that yeah. was the thing. And, and I, I didn't know because I didn't know his family dynamic. I just assumed that his uncle had said, hey, you're in the will, whatever. He just he just thought, well, my family member's rich. We all benefit when he croaks. I've seen it on some TV shows. Right. And, and where he, a check arrives from a, an and, aunt. You know, uh, the reason he wasn't in the will was, like, soon after the guy died, uh, he told me, you oh, my uncle uh, didn't leave me anything. Well, maybe it's because that's all you talked about for a few years. And he was like, I didn't work this hard to give a deadbeat my money. He, and the worst part was, the best part for me, is that the uncle donated most of that to a couple charities. Like, the family didn't get it. I think that should be a Good. Thing. I think so, too. I think, like, you know, you have to be a good family member to get the. I like those stories when, the, when somebody gets shut out of a will. It's usually because you deserve it. Very rarely does a person who did everything right get shut out of a will. Usually, you're the dickhead in the family. And that's a great way to find out, wow, I need to change my ways. Most of the time, they don't. They just get worse and end up on Dr. Phil yelling at other family members. But if I wasn't in a will, and I'm like, oh, my God, everybody got something but me? That's kind of a, 
a life red flag to sit back and go, I must have done a bunch wrong. I, well, I got to change. Happened? I got to change. You're a real dick. People hate me, but real dicks don't recognize. <laughs> they just drag their now the person that didn't leave you the money. They're the dick. Yeah, like if I found True. out, like, like yes. Brady, if you found out today, like, geez, I talked to Trip and he said John's in the will. And then, like, this week, I'm like, I've taken a trip to the Grand Canyon. You would know that I'm trying to kill him, right? You would, like, that would register with you. He's going to break you a record. You guys are going rim to rim, yeah, huh? He, yeah, John says it's like a record. That I could. You wouldn't, you're not going on this trip, old man. You're getting your, get your blanket and sit down. Troop and I were in Sedona once, and we were going to walk up to Submarine Rock from our Jeeps, which is about an eight-and-a-half-foot walk. I don't do hikes. Like, it's right there. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm like, all right. And he just sat there in the Jeep, and everybody else got out. That's oh, beautiful. I get it. And I'm like, I admire that. That's better. I don't need to hop around on a mountain. It's like an eight-foot hike. Uh, you do it, Edmund Hillary. I'm sitting here. Carry me up there. Yeah, if you want to walk me up <laughs> like Yoda, put me in your backpack. <laughs> I'll do it. And I admired that. But, yeah. And I felt bad for this old man because... Either that or they lied about his age. He's 92, and they're just trying to get the record, and he's like really 77. But ain't a thing. Don't do it. I'm done with that crap. And then seeing Yetta Gibson and all the news people. Oh, God, I hope I make it that long. And I can. No, you don't. But look around at most. You know what you have to do every time you do an uplifting story about 92 year olds? Go pay attention to the 92 year olds in the facilities. Here's what 92 really looks like. Don't don't start giving us all false hope that we'll be, you know, the spelunking. Yeah, the one percenter is not who we should be paying attention to. We should look the ones that have handfuls of feces chucking in at nurses. That's what 92 looks like. And then you got this guy, another one. This email came this morning. He says, I just wanted you guys on my favorite show to know that if you hear about a mysterious death this weekend... Of a man whose girlfriend is four months pregnant, it wasn't mysterious. It's murder. My chick has gone crazy, and I'm breaking up with her on Saturday. She is four months pregnant. I'm going to take care of the kid. That's not the issue. I don't know what's happened to her since she's become pregnant. She has lost her mind. She's violent. She's mean, and I hate her. Uh, I will not name names because if she hears this before I dump her, she'll preemptively strike and possibly kill me. So just pay attention to the news for my sake. She's gone insane. G.H. So if there's a story on the news this weekend of a crying pregnant woman and her dead husband and the initials happen to be G.H. We know. We know. We're on. We're on the case. Thanks for the update. Staying out of this. G.H. Okay. Breaking up with a pregnant lady at four months isn't exactly going to make her more stable, though. If she's nuts yeah. and you're still there, I think this weekend might be a bad plan. I think maybe you should just start ignoring her. Leave now. Yeah, well, if you the just, hormones, uh, you know, when they're pregnant, can jump around. But yeah, sure. I think it will make matters worse. But if you think she's gone nuts now, this is with you still there. I think Brett's right. If you just disappear for a while, but make it so she can't find you. Don't break up with her. Just don't show up anymore. Or sit there and tolerate it. And there's after the fact. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have to see her again. Yeah. Isn't Pardon me because I've got the cold sweats because my <laughs> ex-wife was mean as a snake when she was pregnant. And when she wasn't. Oh. <laughs> now take that and amplify it with pregnancy hormones. I've heard the calls. I know. Yeah, She wasn't pregnant when she was screaming it. No, no, no. No, no, no. Call. Yeah. no, no, no. 
I think she was barren at that but time. She, <laughs> that, <laughs> she birthed out that was everything. A good, that was a good day, that call. For Toledo. Yeah. She well, was there to pray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a bad day for Chad. Yeah, Chad yeah. was the one that. That's I, right. I'll never forget that. I got a, a call from someone else. Dude, I got a voicemail from Toledo's wife, and I think she, she butt dialed me, and it is insane. And he sent it to me, and I'm like, whoa, she was losing her mind. And I thought, did Toledo. And then I sent it to you, and you're like, yep, that's about right. <laughs> when she gave birth, she just launched out all the birthing materials, oh too God. baby, ovaries, uterus. Now imagine her uncomfortable. Can't move because she's oh. pregnant. She's got a giant-headed baby inside of her. Did you think and you, you have to live with her? Did you think you were going to leave? Like, did it run through your oh, mind? Oh God, no! That, oh, no she hunt me down. <laughs> that's, that's, see, that's the thing I'm worried about. Take, I'm Toledo, take Toledo's advice. Stay. Stick around hold. through the pregnancy. Yeah, Just hold, go through the pregnancy. hold, <laughs> hold. I can't do it. Get out of here, Wedge. You're no good to us. Hold. Holmberg's morning sickness. Stay on target. Yeah, just exactly. Just I, I, I don't think it's a good idea to leave a pregnant lady who's already shown. Like the reason you want to leave her is because she's nuts because she's pregnant. You leaving is not going to help. Makes and it worse. You way worse. You have Although, to keep dealing with her. You yeah. have to sympathize with the guy because this is four months in. He's got five more to go. Well, unless if he gets hey, lucky hey, and it preemies up. Well, no. I mean, she might preemie. You can but start still, rooting you, for that. You still got... Take her to the canyon. You still got four months in that case. It could level out. <laughs> That's true. If all things go the way they're supposed to. I mean, I'd have her in, like, bounce houses and jump arounds. <laughs> and I'd be taking her four-wheeling every week, and we're going to get this thing shook out. I'm gonna. She's like a can of Dr. Pepper. I'm shaking that thing until it pops. And getting those uh, baby classes. Lamaze? Yeah. I don't know if she's. I don't. You're gonna take her to a class. Yeah. You're smoking crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't take the crazy ones. G no. H. Yell at the instructor. I think it is the. Uh, you know, upon further review, probably not the best option to. You know, throw a little gas on the fire that's already kind of smoldering. But Big you, gas. Yeah, I wouldn't break up with the pregnant girl. You got because it's never going to go away, and then she's going to use the kid as leverage because you left while she was pregnant. Document. That's what I would say. Start documenting here. Here at month four, start documenting all the things that she's done crazy. Unless you're like one of those dudes on those bad detective shows that's got a guy that can get you, you know, like documents, new new ID, new identification, yeah. and you can just disappear because she'll find you. Yeah, if you can go full on uh, Better Call Saul. You need Robert Fisher this. <laughs> no, wow. no, 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 no. <laughs> don't take wow. that. That's the Italians advice. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, that's uh, the suggestion would be to blow up the house and use black ops to never be found again. I'm saying it's a gold mine in your brain, but uh, tactically you're or not. Or 18 of, years right? of that nightmare? No way. But Brett, how do we know Call about Robert. Robert Fisher? Oh, Brett, I'm with you. If I could, Robert Fisher, I would Robert Fisher Absolutely. several times a day. <laughs> several. Times. Oh, there's so many. Like sometimes when I'm just upset at the guy at QT, I'd like to Robert Fisher just blow the whole place up and go to the woods. But. Yeah, it's you have to have his training. There, there are two people that are Robert Fisher and uh, DB Cooper, the only ones that we're pretty sure. <laughs> I don't have those skills. I'd get caught on Shea and McDowell probably because I'd be like, all right, right before I disappear in the woods, I better hit the uh, casino. Well, they'd find me fast. So it's a good idea to blow up the house and then run if you have those kind of skills. Otherwise, mm-hmm. stick it out and start getting emails back and forth. Email her today and go look. I know you're going through a lot right now, 
But when you said blah, 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 and like details of your last crazy argument, make it so you get all her points. And then she'll fire back, like what Toledo's ex would do, something even more loony, and now you got paperwork. That's why you got a blind copy of Friend. Yeah. And also, get her to break up with you. Don't you leave. Get her to break up with you. Do something. Don't go crazy, like start hosing hookers. Just start. Tell her you lost your job. Ooh, that's not bad. Go get training. Screw that. Well, you didn't really lose your job. Just tell her you did. Yeah, and I'm going to spend eight hours a day looking for a new job yep. every day. And then just go to your regular job and start collecting. I don't know. And I don't leave her. And don't drag us into this either. Should have called Dr. Lynn, pal. Yep. that's the, we've been. You know what? For years, we've been telling you to avoid this whole thing. And, and imagine that this lunatic's now going to raise a kid to hate you. Oh, and you got to pay for that. Next thing you know, you're 92. You're in the bottom of the Grand Canyon with some kid that you thought you did right by. And he and his son, your grandson, are trying to kill you for your whatever you've done. GH, don't do it. I don't know who you are, and I don't know what it is, but I think staying, you got to stay put for the next couple months and make this right. If she breaks up with you, that's okay. But you can't dump her at four months. You can't. You know, does it help uh, to know that there's guys, a lot of guys that have gone through that? Oh, that sure. it leveled it le- either oh, leveled out yeah, or just you know on. the behavior of that you don't you want to it understand. to level out it yeah. lives forever it, 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 and then you got the kid and she's not going to be better and what if she doesn't level out like you're thinking of Pollyanna's way what if she gets the postpartum and starts trying to murder everybody yeah else? and I I mean but, but I agree that you can't leave a pregnant lady that's like uh, breaking up with somebody who uh, like gets a disease because pregnancy is an illness that's why you got to go to the hospital so often uh, it's a disease and it and it's curable. But it lingers for at least 18, 20 years. But, uh, like, if she ended up with, like, you know, I don't know, sickle cell or MS or something like that, and you broke up with her for symptoms, you're a jerk. you got to at least stick out a year after the diagnosis because otherwise. And you got to let her know up front, you know, look, I'm going to give this a year. And after a year, I'm out of here, okay? Was it Newt Gingrich? I'm, I'm hanging with you. Newt Gingrich found out his wife had cancer and she was dying of it. Remember that? And then he went to the hospital with his mistress because he's like, well, this, he already was moved that on. Newt or was that? Uh, well, there was a couple of them. I think Edwards. John Edwards did it, too. Yeah, yeah John Edwards, all. Newt Gingrich did it. There were a few guys who were like that had side side Rudy? action. Did Rudy? Oh, Rudy's. He doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say yes because it's horrible. <laughs> so I assume Rudy Giuliani did that. If it's awful, probably under his under his time. Yeah. But, you know, you find out that your spouse has something terrible. You can't break up four months after the diagnosis. you got to stick around at least a year. And I think the same with a, with a pregnancy. Or, or she, Robert Fisher. Or Robert, Robert Fisher is an option for those of you well-trained enough to Robert <laughs> Fisher. <laughs> I mean, we laugh. But if you had the Robert Fisher, how often, if you had Robert Fisher's skills, this is a really dark moment. But if you were trained like Robert Fisher was, what kind of balls did that wife have to start making him think, you know, I could blow this whole thing up and leave and no one would ever know. Like, you know, Robert Fisher had the Robert Fisher skills. Oh, yeah. If I had, if like, if, if. And how long did he plan it out? It well, had to be a, not long because he was like, well, I mean, it, he had the skills. It was yeah. like mapped out in his brain the whole time. Like he has a bug out plan of safety before he even knew things went sideways. But if you are. If you're married to like a guy like Robert Fisher and you start getting a little bit lippy, you know the risks you're taking? This dude knows he can get away with it. Like, I can take care of this all day. No, it turns out he's a horrible person for having done it. 
But something led him to it. Not saying I condone it, but we've all thought about blowing the house up. We just thought, well, but then you what? don't know what a bitch she was. Right, too, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. somebody caused this, and then you think because I thought I'm going to blow the whole house up, and nobody's ever going to. But then I'd think, well, I don't have the skills. After that, I'm going to end up in jail. I don't want. This guy was like, and I can blow the house up, and no one will ever find me. How many years ago was that? Now, like thirty. And the dude on the news said it. We're looking for Robert Fisher. We found his truck, and they're like, "What do you think of the evidence?" And he goes. Robert Fisher's training is so extreme that there's a good chance we're never going to find him. That was the first day they found the truck. They're like, nah, he's gone. They knew. That means there's training out there that everyone's aware of that makes it so, oh, he's doing that thing. He's gone. There you go. There's a guy named John, uh, I want to say John Locke, but that's a philosopher. His name may have been John Locke. Disappeared after he killed his family. 27 years. Started a whole new life in... uh, in Iowa, as a pastor, got a new wife. They're rolling around. They found him on America's Most Wanted. Twenty-seven years after he slaughtered his whole family, I think it was John Locke. I think that's right. Was that the one? I mean, just uh, it was last year, like in the fall. There's a guy that was gone for that amount of time. There's a and couple. Finally, yeah, they identified him. Yeah, there's a few, but John Locke was one. They found him because of a paper mache head they made on uh, on uh, what they thought he looked like now. It was amazing. It was the first time they had those scientific forensic artists saying, here's how we think he probably aged. And one of the things are like, he'd want to hide his face. So hey, these, I think I know that. Had these big Harry Carey glasses because the, the forensic scientist or the scientist uh, it was like, eh, he's got guilt in his body. You can't help it, whether you're a sociopath or whatever. So he's going to want to like have a disguise without it being a disguise. So if he's, he's wearing glasses, I bet you those got real big. So they build this little paper mache head like a kid would in fifth grade. Put these massive glasses on, and then the guy goes, and also after years and years of the guilt weighing on you, your lips will start to f- naturally frown on their own. And that's like a th- like. So they kind of pulled his clay lips down a little bit, and then they put it up there, and John Walsh is like, all right, this is what they think he looks like. Within like an hour, somebody's calling going, that's our pastor. Oh. And they showed a picture of him. It was perfect. If you look it up online, it, it's it's amazing how good they did it's like they knew it almost feels like they knew and they're like let's just pretend we built this so that's how like he thought he robert fisher uh this one says babies don't make women crazy it just awakens the beast that was always living in them good (laughs) point that is true (laughs) this guy says two days in a row of john being a complete bitch worry about your own life dip well, what did you just do with your email, jackass? <laughs> Worry about your own life. <laughs> Dip. <laughs> I better email in and tell him I don't like what he's saying. Oh, okay. What are you doing then? Go listen to something else, you <laughs> stick. I'm tired of people like you. Say hi to Beth. Yeah, go say hi to Beth. Listen to someone else. John List. That's his name. Not John Locke was a philosopher. John List. The whole point of this show is that I got to worry about other people's lives. Appreciate uh, although that. if Appreciate I just sat back that. and said I didn't do much yesterday... Anyway, we'll be right back. It would be pretty boring, you idiot, because you don't have a creative bone in your body. You don't understand what this whole thing is. It's social commentary. You've got to care about other people's lives. God, I hate that guy. I don't even know who that is. I hope you die in the canyon. I hope you get Robert. I hope that guy gets Robert Fisher today. Two days in a row, you talking about other people. What do you listen for, you hard? Go away. Go away. Leave. Get out of my store. <laughs> no soup for you, idiot. Anyway, some people ruin things. That's why Robert Fisher was like, I don't condone it, but I understand it. 
He's mad because he's trying to kill us. You know what that guy is? He's a dude that's been telling people, when my grandpa dies, I get a billion dollars. That's why he's mad. <laughs> Worry about your own life. Yeah, it's, it's, why don't you go get a job that's worth it, you dick? Push the button. Change channel. Yeah, it's easy. Oh, I don't like that. He's saying that when my grandpa dies, I get his inheritance. That's what he's... That, I hit a nerve with that idiot. Find that station, call in, and say how many numbers you got through the 10-item minimum. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the most you've ever gotten through the minimums that fries? We'll be right back. Weather traffic. <laughs> Worrying about other people's lives. What are, you, what are you new here? That's all we do is worry about other people's lives. And our own. We tell you stories. You don't like it? Leave. Get out of my school. God forbid. Fisher, you're right. <laughs> Brett, you're right. Your people are right. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? A good one. Uh, 585-9800. And uh, if you stand to inherit a bunch of money from your grandparents, I'm sorry that you're that dick that's been telling everybody about it. And I hit that nerve today. Uh, give us a good one. We'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. 